Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies, and we are here to talk about the video game adaptation Five Nights at Freddy's, which released this year simultaneously on Peacock and in theaters, and box office-wise, made a killing, uh, even with it being released on Peacock the same day, still broke plenty of box office records and had a very, very good um, intake from movie tickets to production budget. So we're going to talk about a movie that is, you know, based on a, a nine video game overall, you said? Nine or ten, I guess, if you want to count a certain game. Um you know, video game that has a lot of lore if you've never actually really looked into these. So just a lot of stuff to actually go through. So with me is Brandon, and we're going to talk about this because for me, this is just a movie that I wanted to watch, and I'm I'm aware of some of the backstory, but um, it, it's really something that I know he was excited to actually see when it first came out because he knows a lot of the history of the backstory. So I'm going to kick it over and let Brandon say a few things. First time in a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, a long while. And it's funny with the budget is that even with all those numbers, they didn't even need that in order to make their money back, right? They, um, they with all the Paramount deal, I mean, Peacock deals and everything, they already made their money back. So that, what, 100 20 million? Uh, 136. 136 million is straight profit, really. Yeah, which is, you know, in this day and age, it's realistically what it's all about. They have to, you know, make profit to sit there and really continue to make these movies. And profit this did make. Um, and again, there, there's a. A pretty big gap between a Rotten Tomato score and the audience score. Um, it's actually currently sitting at 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 87% for the audience score. And you know, I only watched this movie the one time. Brandon, you were able to watch it again at home. But this is a movie that I was actually pleasantly surprised with. Um, I mean, I think... Uh, Blumhouse does a very, very good job with their horror movies. Um, or actually, I'm sorry. Um, I'm thinking something completely different there for a second. Um, you know, Universal Pictures and, you know, Blumhouse did have a part in this, but there were multiple things. And, you know, I, I think they've both done a good job over the recent years with horror releases. And, you know, this was one that it made me want to see a sequel. The animatronics were, I thought, really incredible. The atmosphere was really good. And I enjoyed the personal story. I, I enjoyed the relationship between the brother and sister. Um, and it wasn't just... Uh, brother and brother. Yeah. Mike and Garrett are... Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so um I I enjoyed the relationship with a brother and sister on screen. Now what Brandon's referring to is yes, there is a brother-brother relationship as his brother was taken when he was younger. Um, you know, and how 
he had to end up taking care of his little sister. I, I enjoyed all of that. And I thought that was, that was really well done. Yeah, that's definitely, maybe it's because of Megan. I was kind of looking forward to that more, just the brother and sister relationship because of how well Megan did that, despite us not even thinking that being the case going into that movie. But yeah, the characters are done for what they are. They're done pretty well. Especially, I was very sh- surprised with Vanessa, and we'll get to that later, but because of just who Vanessa is in the games, you kind of don't even expect her to be even in this movie, but she did pretty well. You know, I, I thought everybody I thought everybody did really well in this. Um, and again, that's one of the things that was surprising to me is how much i connected with the story now again it was really cool because the animatronics were so well done i I really did i I thought they were very very well done um but again there was a good story there and these characters are what really kind of drew me in to this so that's what i was most you know excited about to talk about was the character connections in this movie, but you know, Brandon, I will let you, cause again, you're, you know, much more involved with that. Um, and go from there. So t- talk more about the character development that you were just talking about. Yeah. There's one character we're kind of leaving out cause you can't talk about him without many spoilers, but he's played by Matthew Lillard and I don't know if there's a better casting for his character than Matthew Lillard. Cause it's also, I feel like he just is able to bring what that character is and what he's supposed to like, supposed to be like, I feel like he's the perfect guy to bring that out of him. Yeah, no, I, I thought Matthew Lillard was actually really good in this movie um, he does, you know, he's not the main focus of this movie. Now, certainly his character is a major focus of the overall story a driving force, um, but he's, you know, he's not in this to the degree of a main character. It's if you know, and even this movie does, you know, clearly state what he has done, um, but there's a lot to this movie too. And I, I think this is where some of the disconnect has come um, in terms of the ratings and things like that is if you don't know, cause there is a pretty deep lore to this, this franchise. Um, and I think if you don't really go into that, I think this movie can maybe confuse you a little bit um, for maybe a general audience. Yeah. I always joke about it because when if I ever like typed out kind of what this series is about, it looks like I could turn it in for like a college essay. But even so, I don't think we're getting into the really like complicated parts of the story. I think it's going to like be smoother than it is, like depending on how they tell it. It could be a lot just smoother in the movies than is the game. Because the games, especially the first three, all jump between periods. Two is a prequel. 
three takes place after one and one is in the middle. And then you take in four, which takes place before two. You could tell it's already about to get confusing for some people, but you could definitely, I feel like you could do that a lot smoother in a movie format. So I'm kind of interested to see what they do with that later. Yeah, I I think, again, this movie did make me want a sequel, for sure. I would love to see them continue this. Um, We're getting one. I'm, you know, I'm getting more involved um, with this as we're playing Five Nights at Freddy for the PlayStation VR 2. Second game's coming out in just a couple days now, four days to be exact. So... You know, after watching this movie, it did get me more interested in, you know, just this property as a whole. And it's it's been really cool. I, I think it's been cool how this has, you know, kind of opened up me into other projects for this uh, title. Yeah, but also, yeah, we're they already kind of said there's going to be a second one coming. Plus, it should be obvious. 100 million plus there's no you'd be kind of dumb to just not make a a follow-up to that but yeah no and i i think again just because the the one thing with this movie that i think you know i i will say didn't resonate with me was the sort of i know there's a supernatural element to it overall um but you know, the one thing that maybe didn't resonate with me in this movie a little bit was those flashback scenes, or maybe not even flashback scenes, however you want, hallucinations, dreams, where he was able to tap into um, the other children's vision that were taken and their souls and everything else were put into these animatronics. Um, you know, that was that was a little bit to me. Um, it didn't always translate incredibly well on the screen. Um, and since you saw this a second time, like how did you feel? Was that a little bit more noticeable the second time? Like what was your thoughts on a second viewing? Um, I'm trying to think about those hallucination scenes. I think not the last one, but I think the one before that, where I was kind of like, maybe it's getting a little, Maybe you're seeing it too many times because the thing is, this is supposed to be the first game's location and stuff and stuff that happens in the game's first location. And they don't say they don't directly tell you what's going on with the animatronics. They give you hints. I think more than enough hints to like tell you what's going on. It feels more like. They're just kind of shoving that like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, don't be confused with just maybe one too many of those scenes. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Maybe there is just one, you know, one too many of those. But again, it didn't deter from the movie. I I do like it didn't turn me off to the movie because I did really enjoy this, especially to man, any time that those animatronics are on screen. It is incredibly impressive, but it does set a really good atmosphere. You know, we talked about maybe the same thing as the movie Megan. You know, would this movie benefit a little bit more from an unrated cut? Um, 
especially the one scene, you know, especially the break-in scene, which as far as I know, there isn't going to be any kind of unrated version. Uh, I'd also be curious to know about any kind of deleted scenes, if there's anything that adds to that, but you're kind of alluding to the fact that you might know if there are some. I don't remember if they're straight up deleted scenes, but I know there's another like version of the script and like the set piece of what goes on in that break-in scene. You actually one see one of the kills, the Bonnie one, but it's also a little bit more graphic. But I I think maybe just doing something a little bit more. That's my main criticism on the second watch is I feel like you need to do needed to do more with the animatronics because I feel like at the end the threat of them is kind of gone near the end, except for a scene that happens after they go through all the main animatronics. Yeah, I I think those are good points. I mean, who wouldn't want to see more of those, especially again considering how impressive they are? A work of art. He's yeah. he's not lying when he says that. Yeah, those those were those were really 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 well done. Um so I could have definitely gone with more from that. But again, you know, I I think what they're trying to do is they were trying to lay that foundation. Um, certainly they have ideas and they had plans for, you know, for some other movies, but I do think they did a good job. And this is something I've talked about, you know, with movies that are looking to get a sequel, they don't really concentrate on making a good first movie. They just think, you know, a studio thinks like, oh, they'll just want to see the sequel because of the property. Um, I don't feel like that was the case here. I feel like they laid a good foundation to make you want to see more. And plus, for those who know the story of how this movie was made, I feel like they just wanted to get this movie out (laughs) in general because this thing went through eight years of development just because everything basically went wrong. And I know that's definitely a red flag for most films, but this somehow stuck the landing for that. Yeah, no, I mean, usually when you hear about that kind of delay and (laughs) trouble uh usually that's a surefire sign for this to you know for it to be really bad uh that definitely was not the case here which was incredible to see um so i was glad that that happened and you know more so too on just uh knowing how excited you were to see this movie i was glad it wasn't disappointing oh my goodness i would have been heartbroken if this was like terrible yeah no that was that was the one thing i was really fearing um was this movie actually being like just just bad like really really bad and like oh man like so disappointing um luckily this that was not the case but um again with you knowing much more of the you know history of this is there anything that you want to follow up on um that the listeners might not know or any insights to this movie. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched it and knows the story of the games, this is definitely an alternate universe. Now, I don't know what they're doing with the main character, Mike's entire deal because they're kind of weird with it. They keep, 
it one thing that I noticed is that they don't use Mike's last name at all near the end of the movie. Notice how they only call him Mike, not Schmidt. So for fans of the games that might be alluding to something, I still like the theory that he is a different. It's a that the Schmidts are a different family from the games, but go into this thinking it's not going to be a one-to-one adaptation. It feels more like the first set of books to me, which some people like and dislike the books. I think some of them are at least okay. The first couple novel trilogies can be rough, but just think that they, I think they do pretty good considering how some of the books go. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it'll be certainly, again, it'll be interesting to see what direction they're going to go in. Um, but before we get to popcorn time, it looks like you have a, a final thought before we give our, re- our review. We got to talk about Matthew Lillard's character. Okay. Well, you, you take that away because again, you're much more versed in that. So starts off as Steve Raglan, who is a career counselor who seems to very much know about Freddy's and always, it feels like when he brings it up, he knows a lot about it, talking about the owner. Granted, that raises some questions as well, if you know about the games with the owner situation and stuff. But once again, you only get two scenes with him. One of them is actually a phone call, so you barely see him. But you start to get a little bit more of character progression with Vanessa, and then she reveals the truth that she is the daughter of the man who is the reason why this movie is happening, William Afton. Now, I have some opinions on that being the case of Vanessa being his daughter, but nonetheless, his reintroduction as William Afton is awesome. My favorite part of the movie is that introduction and then all the way to the picture scene. But I think they absolutely nailed this rendition of William, considering how, and some fans will be able to agree with me, considering how rough it can be with his characterization. I think a lot of people think the first three games, well, two and three when he's introduced, pretty good. I don't like the scientist stuff with him in the books, but I feel like this movie nailed a good in-between of books and games where in the games, he's just, just, he's not even a name in the first two. He's just this presence that you know bad stuff is going to happen. He's always there. He always comes back. And then in the books, noticeably the Silver Eyes might be my favorite other than this movie, probably my second favorite rendition, I feel like this nails it as well. With the suit, he's this big, powerful, just thing. He's a tank. He's a horror movie villain. He throws Mike around across the room. But without, without that mask on, he's a coward. He's trying to sound... He's trying to sound big in front of all these animatronics. He's just 
sweating. He's nervous. He can't do anything without the suit. And the thing he kind of relies on the most betrays him in the end. He breaks down. Granted, I think the scene could be a little bit better, but the suit just goes against him and locks him in there and he can't move, which same thing like the games. He's locked there for a long time. Yeah, I did think he, uh, I thought he was very well done. I enjoyed him a lot. Um, I did enjoy towards the end though, his like defiance. Cause he does say like, I'll come, like I always come back as he's getting dragged away. Um, I mean, I'll always take more Matthew Lillard always. So uh, I enjoyed him a lot. And if it's a sec and if they're saying the next movie will be more around the second game, which good. Hopefully I hope they don't bring him back as like in the suit. I hope he's just flashback as the guy working at Freddy's once again, whether they want to make him the owner like he is in the games or co-owner like he is in the games. I don't know, but I wish we just get him more as William, not the yellow rabbit. Then in the third movie, then you could just get the full suit, the full horror element and all of its glory, just like the third game. Yeah, no, I think, uh, again, with, without knowing everything, I am just excited to see, where this will go but i think that will lead us into popcorn time and if you're a new listener popcorn time is where we say uh five buckets how many buckets of popcorn out of five would we rate this movie uh now for me i would honestly rate this movie four buckets i really did have a good time with it again atmosphere characters designs i do feel there's some great tension building scenes Um, and I just enjoyed it. You know, I've said this so many times. I don't need something to be overly complicated. I don't need it to make me think a ton. Um, sometimes I just need to have fun. And in that sense, um, or just enjoy it, just be able to sit there and enjoy what I was watching. And in this case, this movie did that. I enjoyed what I watched. I had a good time with it. So a four for me. Now what's funny, if we were just doing this on my first viewing, I probably would have given it a four as well, but I think I'm going to give it a three overall. Still a good movie, but I think on my second watch through, I was able to see a little bit more criticisms towards it than I initially had when first watching it. Well, uh, I'm certainly interested because I was not um, aware that that was going to happen. So uh, interesting. Maybe my opinion would change doing a second viewing as well, and I would rate this maybe a little lower. But um, if you have seen Five Nights at Freddy, let us know what you think. Leave comments on their social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, tell us what you think. And if you haven't watched it and you have a subscription to Peacock, go check it out. I don't think you're going to be disappointed, um, especially if you're a fan of the series. I think you will find something there are Easter eggs throughout this entire movie all over that you will, I'm sure, no doubt, no doubt spot during your viewing. So that'll do it for our review of Five Nights at Freddy's. Thank you very much for joining the show, and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.